What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan from Fireside Knicks, and I'm with my co-host here, Dylan. And the Knicks are coming off of what I think was their biggest win of the regular season in terms of postseason impact. You know, whoever won that game, you know, we talked about this, I believe, in the uh, preview. Uh, you know, whoever won that game was going to have the tiebreaker. Uh, and that's huge, especially coming down the stretch. While, yes, the Knicks would have still had a game up on Miami, that makes it a lot dicier where that game means everything. You can't just tie with Miami. You have to finish ahead of them. Um, but now you've secured the tiebreaker. You've, in my my opinion all but knocked out Miami from being able to get the fifth seed a barring some massive massive collapse because they're four games back and the Knicks have five games left to play um and the Knicks schedule kind of looking ahead you know outside of this Cavs matchup isn't too difficult so um you feel like you're in a good spot that you're in the driver's seat uh basically uh as the season comes to, comes to a close but before we get into everything before we get into the Randall stuff before we get into the Miami game and the Cleveland game tonight uh Dylan how are you doing today my friend I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. You know, that was a huge win against Miami. You, you couldn't have really worded that any better. I mean, you know, if we won that game, it was like kind of like going into it. You know, if you win, you knew you were going to have a really good chance to make the playoffs, right? And now that we won, you can kind of put Miami into the rearview mirror now because Miami would essentially need to win out and we'd have to lose out to somehow lose that spot, which I don't think is very likely for either side. You know, I think our magic number to clinch the playoffs is now sitting at two, which is brilliant. You know, we're very close to going right back to the playoffs, whether it says the fifth seed or the sixth seed. Right now we're sitting comfortably as the fifth seed. So, you know, with these last five games, you just want to continue to win these games and continue to have strong performances from your guys. You know, obviously it was a bit of a bittersweet win <laughs> against Miami. You know, Julius Randle got hurt late in the second quarter, stepping on Bam Adebayo's foot, going for a rebound. It's unfortunate it happens, but thankfully the, the uh, prognosis doesn't seem too serious. I know he's going to miss the rest of the season. They said about two weeks, but I'm going to still hold out hope that he will be able to come back in time for game one of the playoffs because, you know, I saw a tweet from uh, Ian Bangley. He said, you know, two weeks from now is April 13th and the playoffs start two days after that. So there's a chance that he could come back for game one of the playoffs and knowing the Knicks, they will try to do everything they can to make sure he is able to play that game, play in those playoff games, because we are going to need him for those games for sure. I don't think we could win really a playoff series with Obi top and starting a power forward. I'm just going to be honest about that. You know, I'm not trying to like hate on it. I just don't think that's really a winning lineup. You know what I mean? But obviously with the time being, Randall's out, so now we have these final five games to focus on. Tonight they play Cleveland. I mean, it's pro it's honestly like their last tough opponent of the season because then after they play Cleveland tonight, they have uh, two games against the tanking Pacers, and then they have the the uh, Pelicans a game, and I think the Wizards one more. That's pretty much how they wrap up the season. They got a relatively smooth, comfortable stretch to close out the year. Even without Randall, <clears throat> these are games that they, could, they should still win, to be honest with you. These aren't good teams they're playing against. You know, at this point, I'm just worried about just only thing I'm focused on is just getting that fifth seed. You know, once they get that fifth seed, then I'm in playoff mode. I'm officially going to be moving into playoff mode and being ready to just focus on the playoffs, you know, once they do that. So looking at that, I'm hoping, you know, Randall can heal quick and be ready for game one of the playoffs. That'll be huge. You know, in the meantime, I hope like Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, you know, Quentin Grimes, Manuel quickly, those guys, I hope they continue to step up, you know, quickly and Grimes had great games against Miami quickly had, I think 24 and Grimes had 23. They've both continued to play really well recent, which I like seeing. And it's a good time for them to be doing that too, as the playoffs are coming very close. So those are some encouraging things right there. Hopefully they can kind of fill in the void a little bit. That'll be left with Randall's absence, these final five games and help us, you know, kind of just solidify that fifth spot, you know, help us just finish the job and clinch that spot and then move into the playoffs and hope that you get your guy back. What do you think about that?
Yeah, no, I, I think that the Randall injury is definitely a big blow to this team. You know, also just watching the game, you know, there were a lot of like open shots that the Knicks were just passing up. They were being a little passive, right? You know, Randall's a very aggressive scorer. He's he's someone who he's not just looking for the best shot. He's looking to take a shot every time. Um, and, you know, there are drawbacks to that sometimes he can play a little hero ball. Um, but I think that that's a good mesh with the rest of this lineup because, you know, Josh Hart is going to get the ball and he's not looking always to try to, um, you know, immediately going for a quick trigger three you know, he's trying to look to make the best basketball play. Um, and that's not a knock on his style of play, but that's just the player he is. Um, and having Randall there, who's that aggressive score, who just, he will bully through people. He will drive through uh, multiple multiple defenders and do whatever it takes if he thinks he's got a good shot at the basket. Um, you know, and you're going to miss that, right? Um, you know, it's five games, which you hope you can survive it. But, you know, Toppin's kind of been in the, rota- the guy in the rotation, at least, who I think is the least impactful, um, you know, player on the Knicks, right? I, I don't say this in a, in a way that is to insult him, but you know, Isaiah Hardenstein stepped up his play. He's become crucial. Mitchell Robinson, of course, plays a huge role in the defense, interior defense. Uh, I don't have to mention Randall or Brunson, or I guess I don't even have to mention quickly at this point. I think he's ascended that. Um, I think Josh Hart and Quentin Grimes have shown to be quality role players. Uh, Josh Hart more so than Grimes, not because Grimes is bad or anything, but Hart has kind of become the catalyst for this run. Um, and of course, you know, my, even guys like Miles McBride, who I would say, you know, at least provides a defensive factor. Toppin's got to either figure out the consistency with his shot or, or figure out a way to mesh with that starting lineup because, you know, at the end of the day, you feel like that's your weakest link right now. Um, and the power forward is their weakest link now because they don't, you know, now you're, you know, not only do you have to start topping on the bench, you're going to have to run those dreaded Sims and Hardenstein backcourts or front court, excuse me. And those are never very productive. Uh, those are two guys who can't space the floor. Um, so it, it's a big blow for the Knicks. Uh, I saw some people tweeting about how, like, look at how the Knicks are playing without Randall. They won. Well, they didn't score a lot, right? So uh, if this is, a, if they played with, you know, a much more quality NBA team and no disrespect to the Miami Heat, actually all the disrespect to the Miami Heat, I don't think they're that quality of a basketball team, you know, if you're playing the Bucks or the Celtics or the 76ers, they're going to take advantage of that. The Knicks lose the game by like 10 or 20 if that's a really good championship caliber team. So Randall's crucial to what this team does. It's going to look be an ISO without him. But, you know, kind of looking a little bit ahead here, how do you think this affects their matchup with the Cavs tonight? Because the Cavs, as we know, they have a strong interior presence. So you're going to feel that with Randall. I'm not look, feeling too confident about this game. How, how do you feel about this game? Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley are one of the best front courts in the NBA is just the fact, you know, they're strong, they defend well, you know, I'm not really sure how Obi Toppin is going to fare against that, I'm just going to be honest, it would be tough for Julius Randle in a sense even anyway, but I would have more confidence in Randle obviously having a bigger game than Obi Toppin, you know, people are going to look at Toppin's little five-game stretch run from last year and use that to justify why he should be playing more, but, you know, you can't look at a sample size like that when last year we were out of the playoffs. You know, they were kind of just giving him the ball and doing whatever he want. We have a playoff spot to clinch. We can't just, you know, throw away games. I mean, if we clinch the fifth seed, you know, you can kind of rest your guys a little bit. But when it comes to the playoffs, you know, you you can't really be, like, having much confidence in, in having him as your starting power forward. I mean, to be honest with you, if Obi Toppin is still the starting power forward come playoff time, we're screwed. I'm just being honest. We are screwed. I don't like that at all, you know, and especially if we do, in fact, play Cleveland in the first round. I don't like that matchup. I do not like that. I don't like how I don't like the depth of the bench with, with uh, 
with Toppin in the starting lineup because you said the Sims, Hartenstein front court just can't space. You know, they may be decent defensively, but they can't space at all, which is not good at all. You know what I mean? Toppin's been very inconsistent, of course. I, and quite frankly, I don't think Toppin will be a New York Nick next season. I don't think he will. He on it. I'm just kind of surprised he still is. You know, I'm, and I'm not like hating on him. You know, it's just fact. It's just the fact he's struggled this year. He's, he's gotten the least minutes on the team. He's been a least least impactful player. Like you said, you know, he hasn't been like. A guy that really we thought we were going to get when we drafted him eighth overall. You know, it's unfortunate. It doesn't pan out sometimes. You know, and I hope he does find a better situation next season where he can get playing time because I feel like, you know, he does deserve that chance. But at the end of the day, I don't know if the fit is here on the New York Knicks, right? But now he has a chance to at least do something to fill in the void a little bit of what Randall is going to leave with that, with him not being on the floor. You know, I don't think Toppin is going to have like. Randall-esque games. I don't think he's going to do all that, you know, but I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, you know, fingers crossed that Toppin can at least, you know, be a little impactful on both sides of the floor while Randall's out because this is his opportunity. This is really his opportunity right now to show the Knicks that he deserves to at least get some burn in the playoffs. You know, obviously he's going to have to play some minutes in the playoffs since he's the only backup forward, but this is like his chance to show like he deserves to get good minutes, you know, he obviously won't be playing significant minutes in the playoffs because he's the backup, but this is his chance, like I said, this is just his chance to kind of show like, okay, I can be an impactful player, I just need the opportunity, you know, this is his opportunity, if he doesn't take advantage of that opportunity, then, I mean, it's going to be tough to play him in the playoffs, really, it's already going to be tough to do that, but right now you might not have a choice, depending on, you know, the severity of Randall's injury, obviously we'll know more when the season ends and we know more about Randall's injury come playoff time, but, you know, right now we just need to hope that Toppin does play good and kind of fill in that role a little bit. I don't think, like I said, I don't think he's going to have like 50-point games or anything like that. I'm not expecting any of that stuff. But I would like to at least have, you know, a guy that can score and a guy that can at least, you know, provide some effort on defense. Because I, I know he's not a great defender. You know, he's been inconsistent with his shot. Lately, he's been doing a little better. I'm not going to, you know, not just acknowledge that. He has been doing a little bit better lately. But I want to see more of that. And right now he has to show more of that because now he's going to be inserted into the starting lineup and we have a playoff spot to clinch. You know, obviously, we're thankfully, we're sitting pretty comfortably for that playoff spot. It would take something kind of catastrophic to lose it. But you don't want to take your foot off the gas regardless. You know, you don't want to find yourself in a hole where you're possibly fighting for the sixth seed now instead of the fifth and where, you're po where you've dug yourself a hole into where like you're going to end up playing someone like Philly in the first round or Boston in the first round because you fell to the sixth seed. You don't want that. You know, you want to be able to stay in that fifth, speed, fifth seed excuse me, and kind of, you know, just hopefully you get that Cleveland matchup and hopefully Randall is healthy enough for that matchup because like I said before, I don't anticipate Toppin doing much against Jared Allen and Evan Mobley I just don't you know what I mean it'll be tough for him especially be, given that he hasn't gotten a lot of playing time it'll be kind of tough but anyways I'm just hoping that they kind of wrap this season up on a strong note obviously it's going to be a little different now with Randall out unexpectedly like this but we're just going to have to keep moving forward you know they can't let up you know, we still have guys like Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, like I said, those guys that need to step up. You know, they can still fill the void. We still won some games without Brunson, thankfully. And obviously, we needed Brunson. He came back, and then right after he comes back, Randall goes down. It's kind of been a bit of a vicious cycle this past month of losing a, losing a key piece, which is not a good thing, obviously. But 
you know, it's just part of the game. Injuries happen. You know, respect to Randall. He played every single game up to this point, up until just now when he's going to be out for the season. You know, he had a phenomenal season. I can't go understated at all. One of the best seasons really by a Nick almost ever, to be quite honest. You know, and so, you know, it was good for that. Sucks that he ain't going to play the rest of the season, but let's just hope he's ready for game one of the playoffs because, me personally, I don't want to see Obi Toppin starting game one. I just don't. Yeah, I don't disagree. Not a, I look, end of the day, the Knicks need Randall back for the postseason. That's what matters the most. And I feel like this team, can, they, their, their schedule allows them to kind of survive the next couple of games, uh, which is what I, uh, I'm i happy about. I'm not, again, not confident about this particular matchup against uh, against the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. As you mentioned, you know, Jared Allen, uh, Evan Mobley, those two guys. It was already going to be tough with Randall, like you said. Um, but, you know, kind of previewing this game a little bit. I, I think that, you know, you're going to try to, you're going to try to utilize, you know, take advantage of the fact that the Cavs aren't an elite offense. Um, you know, they don't rank pretty well in terms of offensive points per game uh, or offensive ratings. So you're praying that that can get you by that maybe, just maybe the Knicks can, uh, you know, overpower them. They've done a great job uh, if, you know, with Grimes and um, in that, and Brunson in that starting lineup. They've, they've done a good job holding down Donovan Mitchell from completely torching them this year. Um, Mitchell's obviously their best player and, and he's, he's their number one scoring option you have to worry about guys like garland of course um you know they're not a, they're not again they're not a team that's like super high scoring but they're probably the best defensive team in the nba so um you know in that vein you, you feel like this is going to be another game like miami now whether you're the team that scores 90 this time and the Cavs are the one that score 100 is a different conversation um but you know if i had to really kind of predict what would have to, who would have to be a catalyst for a win i'm gonna you know it's got to be jalen brunson especially with randall out and at this point you know quickly's had those hasn't had has been incredible and i do not want to take anything away from Manuel quickly, but it's going to come down to Jalen Brunson, right? Jalen Brunson is this team's best scorer right now, um, and I'm not trying to limit quickly ceiling either. Perhaps that ceiling is there, but I'm just going based on like right now. Um, it, it's got to be Jalen Brunson, right? You know, I still, I, I would, if, if I had to pick like a final score, I would go like 95 to 100 for the Cavs with, with the Cavs winning. Um, but, you know, uh, if Jalen Brunson has a game, that's all it really takes. If you score, like, like, this is like with that Heat game. If you felt like if you scored 120 points, you were going to win that game. Once the Knicks started just looking competent offensively in that second half, they had the game in their bag. Uh, so what do you think? You know, who do you think is the catalyst for tonight if they do win? And then what is your final score prediction? Right. The catalyst is absolutely Brunson. Like you said, it's 100% Brunson. I mean, he, he just came back from his injury. You know, he had a bit of a slow return game, but, you know, we still won the game because of guys like Quickly, Grimes, and them. But I need Brunson needs to kind of, you know, find his rhythm back because the playoffs are coming up soon, and we obviously are going to need him for the playoffs just as much as we need Randall. We're going to need our team fully healthy and at full strength and playing at their best potential in the playoffs, right? So this is Brunson's chance to kind of get his rhythm back. I think this would be the best opportunity for that with Randall out. Now he's going to have to kind of take on that, that higher role of being like once again becoming the guy like he was early in the season, and then Randall started, you know, doing his thing. So then Randall kind of became the guy, but now... Brunson's once again the guy, right? So, seeing having that in mind, you know, Brunson's going to be the one to have to have a big game tonight. You know, if he has a big game tonight, like you said, that could be the reason we win the game. You know, it's someone, something simple like that. And we've seen Brunson go on ridiculous stretches this year where he just scores constantly 30 points, 40 points, or constantly getting like 20-plus points, you know, on great efficiency, right? We've seen that out of Brunson this year. And I can expect that again tonight because Cleveland doesn't have a strong defensive backcourt, right? So... I'm hoping he could take advantage of that. That's what I'm really hoping for. But 
Bottom line, he needs to have the big night. He's the one who has to kind of fill in the void that Rand with uh, Randall being out. You know, he's the one who has to take on that big role of, all right, I need to help lead my team to a win tonight, right? So for a score prediction, you know, honestly, I do think the Cavs are going to win the game, unfortunately. I think the Cavs will win like 98 to 93. That's a pessimistic, opt uh, you know, pessimistic prediction. But if I were to be optimistic... If Brunson has a big night tonight, then maybe we can win like 101 to 98. I got two score predictions right there. One if we lose, one if we win. You know, I got to keep one for what if we win because I want to stay confident about our team. But I honestly, truthfully think this is this is a game for the Cavs to take because the Cavs do have their guys. They got their key pieces. We are missing a crucial piece tonight. You know, so we, we are obviously a bit undermanned, but... You know, if Brunson has a big night, I mean, anything could happen. You know, we've seen we've seen the Knicks shock people all the time. You know, when we didn't have Brunson against Boston, for example, and quickly proceeded to drop 38 and double overtime and beat them, you know, that's something you didn't expect, right? So who knows? Maybe something unexpected could happen again tonight where Brunson has a fantastic game or even quickly has another fantastic game and we end up beating Cleveland again for the third time this season. That would be amazing. We're already 2-1 and one against them, so if we beat them here, we would win the season series against Cleveland. Obviously, it sucks we don't have Randall for it, but we still have Brunson. So if Brunson has the big night, like I've been mentioning, then we could we could be in for a good game. We could be in for a win. But if Brunson has a eh night or like a kind of just decent night, then I don't know. I don't know how it's going to pan out because Cleveland does have their star power. They do have all their guys. You know, they just it could end up just being too much for the Knicks who don't have a key piece, a key piece in Julius Randle. You know what I mean? I think right now tonight, Cleveland probably has the better team. They've probably been the better team all year, but they probably definitely have the better team tonight specifically because we don't have Randle. So it's really a game for Cleveland to lose. If Cleveland loses this game, you know, and the Knicks win, that would kind of be an upset for Cleveland, but it would also kind of solidify, like definitely getting the fifth seed now at this point. You know, we're already pretty close to that. But if we win tonight, then it's kind of like, all right, if, there's almost no way we can lose that fifth seed because the magic number would shrink to one. And if Miami loses, I'm pretty sure we would clinch then at that point. So looking at that, just, you know, if they if they lose tonight, oh, well, it happens. You know, obviously, I don't want them to lose. I never want my team to lose. But I can't sit here and act like I got to expect my team to win when we're missing a key piece. You know what I mean? I just can't. Now, like I said, anything could happen. They could shock me. Who knows? Brunson could have a fantastic night. We're just going to have to wait and see. But hopefully he does have a big night. That's what I'm really hoping for because he's going to be the catalyst tonight without a doubt. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, the way I view it is we, we're both trying. We're not trying to be pessimistic. We're just being realistic with a Cavs team that is just a really bad matchup for any team that's down their, anyone in their uh, in their front court. Right. You can't be down your power forward, your number one scoring option uh, on most nights and expect to walk into the uh, walk into a matchup with the Cavs where they have strong interior defensive presence they have the uh, the guard play to be able to go off uh, and expect to win um, you know does that mean that this team doesn't have a shot at winning absolutely not that's also not what we're saying I think our score predictions reflect that but if it's a 50 50 you know and we and you ask just straight up who do you think is going to win you know the odds would probably be you know the odds are going to be in the Cavs favor I'm pretty sure they're favored tonight um, you know we would we're obviously we're going in there expecting a comp competition this is an excuse to get blown out and this is an excuse excuse in general if the Knicks lose you know yeah it's without Randall but it's still a loss right it still counts all the same um you don't get bonus points for beating a team when they're fully healthy and you don't lose uh you know you don't lose anything in the standings when you beat a team that's not fully healthy uh but end of the day I'm really excited for, t for that matchup I'm really excited to see what the if the Knicks can pull off an upset and hopefully the Knicks are able to just kind of tread water water the rest of the way and 
that should really be able to allow them to wrap up the fifth seed. So with that being said, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed tonight's game. And let us know what you guys think in the comment section below. Who do you guys think is going to pull out the win tonight? Who do you guys think is an important piece? When do you guys, are you guys optimistic about the Randall injury? All that stuff. Uh, you guys can check out our social media pages on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and of course this YouTube page. And if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a five-star rating. Our Twitter account's above our heads so you can follow us there. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out.